following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're listening in to Unity FM 93.5 and also listening in on 105.1. And welcome to our West Midlands and Birmingham listeners as well as our Luton listeners. Uh, you, my name is Kathleen Roach-Nagy. I'm sure um, you know the voice now. I, got, I get a lot of parents that recognise the voice when I go out. So alhamdulillah, I'm here with you again this evening. And I know this evening you've been asking about this show for a long time. And eventually we're coming to you talking about education and how to choose a school or what you should look out for when you're looking for a school here in Birmingham uh, or in anywhere in the UK. But specifically, we're going to be looking at the Birmingham area and um, the difference between the schools and grammar schools and the 11 plus exams and what do they mean. So you've had a lot of queries over this over the last few months and we haven't actually touched this subject we were waiting for somebody to come in that was knowledgeable about this to answer your queries and this evening in the studio we have that person here in front of me uh, welcome Rebecca Rebecca Williams uh, mashallah it's lovely to see you here Rebecca thank Rebe- you you're welcome mashallah Rebecca is a tutor and school governor uh, trainer trainer mashallah <laughs> mashallah so, uh, Rebecca, c- can you um, just introduce yourself and maybe a little bit more than that, if you like, and to tell us a little bit about what what do you spend your day doing? How do you give parents knowledge around this area? What what do you think parents should know when they are kind of looking at the education system in the UK here, especially for for somebody from abroad? Um, as I, I've experience over the years that people that have come here from abroad and they've come new and they don't know the education system at all and they don't know what should I do where should I go where do I send my school where do I look in the first place and it's very daunting so can you help us out please thank you thanks um I'm a mother myself very good that's a very good qualification to have here (laughs) um alhamdulillah I've got five children my eldest is 16 and just completing his GCSE examinations and my youngest is almost six years old so they span different age groups and even uh, before I had children, I'd always been passionate about education, um, working with children, ensuring that they could fulfill their absolute potential in life. I do work for the local authority in school and governor support, and I also tutor primarily for the 11 plus examination. Um, so again, often parents will simply contact me to talk about the options available to them to navigate the educational system and to secure the best school, the best education educational experience for their child. So I'm keen to help everyone in all aspects of the education system from governors who are leaders to parents to children to get the very most out of it for themselves and all children deserve the very best start to life. Mashallah, definitely, indeed. And it's not easy when you're a parent and, Mashallah, you have many children and they're, they're asking you so many things and you're trying to think... What's the best education system? So would you first look at each child as an individual before before you even start looking at what's available? Where would you make a start? I think that's absolutely essential. Each one of our children is very precious and 
very special in their own way and they are individuals mm -hmm. and there may be one school that really suits one child mm -hmm. but would not suit another mm -hmm. um, so for example my fourth child who's eight year, years old mm -hmm. is autistic and has some other special needs um, and the school that I have chosen for him is quite a different one um, mm -hmm. because they are wonderful at working mm -hmm. with him on the other hand some of my other children are very academic mm -hmm. I have three older children at grammar school mm -hmm. and that has worked out really well for mm -hmm. them they've enjoyed that challenge mm -hmm. and that level um, so each one of our children needs to know that they are loved absolutely uh, regardless of academic ability mm -hmm. there is still so much more they can give to the mm -hmm. world so we look for the special things in each child mm -hmm. and we look to see which schools will suit them the mm -hmm. best similarly um, when we're looking for schools I know some parents might feel that a very gregarious social child would suit a large busy school environment mm -hmm. um, but a more interesting introverted child who's very sensitive might suit a smaller school mm -hmm. um, as parents we of course try to do our best mm -hmm. uh, to cater for the needs of our children mm -hmm. that is true and that's uh, actually important to think about I know when we moved from up north down to Birmingham we had a big shock with the amount of pupils in the school and both my children at that stage my, my daughters were in grammar schools up north and they were very small schools compared to down here. And when they started school here, it was triple the number, maybe quadrupled the number. And they were just like an, a dot in the ocean. And, and they felt that transition. That was and affected them probably more so than even trying to settle into new class and new subjects that they had to pick up at that time. Yes, um, it's interesting. Mm. Certainly many of our Birmingham schools, particularly in the inner city, have expanded rapidly. Mm -hmm. So we have schools that are seven or eight form entry, even at primary schools. We have some of the largest schools in the country. Um, we have, for example, Swanshurst Girls being the largest girls' school in Europe. Really? So in Europe? Well, we have very big schools in Birmingham. But then sometimes it can come down to the leadership to ensure that the support and... Um, senior leaders are there mm -hmm. to make sure that each child still gets the support that they need and mm -hmm. the experience that they need. So I wouldn't say per se, be careful with large schools. Mm -hmm. Sometimes being large can be an advantage because the schools are obviously going to have a lot more funding and mm -hmm. therefore can afford far more resources, um, a greater leadership structure, perhaps greater resources for children with special needs if they are large. Um, whereas if they're small, they might struggle more financially. Um, but again, it's about looking at the school leadership yeah. and looking at how the, ch how the school manages to care for each child. Yeah. I think from my own personal experience of my children that in a primary school, I would primarily look for care. Mm -hmm. a school that cares for the individual children because when they go at three or four years old they really are so very very small mm -hmm. and vulnerable um, and certainly we don't we want to ensure that academic standards are met mm -hmm. but I think in secondary school that's when we need to be focused more on achieving very high academic standards because our children are by that time 11 um, mm -hmm. able to communicate clearly and freely mm -hmm. with us as parents about their experiences mm -hmm. and able to be more independent but mm -hmm. nothing can replace in a primary school experience care mm -hmm. shown for the children children need mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. when they're small uh, otherwise they're not going to achieve well academically yeah. if they don't feel safe and secure and comfortable that's very interesting because that's sounds like you're saying that we need to have a 
nurturing environment for our children and how would parents and uh, I'm sure that the questions run through the parents minds as well as my mind how can you know and you look up online and see uh, Ofsted results, etc. How can you know if that school is nurturing, if it is the right school? Uh, oh, maybe we should go into a bit more. What should they be looking for first when they look up online? Yes, but uh, that kind yes. of came to my mind. You know, thinking, yes. you know, if nurturing is so important, how do you measure that? How can you rate that? But for, yes. we'll come back to that in a minute. Let us talk first about looking for a school. So yes. we've just moved to Birmingham or or to the West Midlands, and we are looking for a school for our children say we've got two, three children ranging from age three upwards what would you do? Uh, what, would the first, what should be the first thing you should do? Okay, so um, there are a lot of schools in Birmingham around 430 schools, we are the largest local Marshall authority <laughs> we are the largest local authority in Europe mm. other cities, as big as ours are of course divided into different authorities such as London which is divided into many so a huge local authority with many, many schools however, um, a large population boom in the last decade um, and increased numbers of families moving to Birmingham mean that finding school places in year can be very difficult and very stressful mm -hmm. um, schools tend to be full and unfortunately for parents who are newly moving to the city it's often the better schools that are of course full mm -hmm. um, finding a place can be frustrating even when you're applying in the usual admission round so let's take a step backwards I think yes, um, yes. we apply for our school's place mm -hmm. for reception uh, around November uh, when they are in nursery year so what age would that be, around by so when they're three years old? When they're three or four years old, depending right. on which month they're born, they're born in. in yeah. um, three or four years old, your deadline to apply for reception is this year, the 3rd of December. And even if you're moving house or moving into area, the very final deadline would be the 15th of January. Children now in the UK start school earlier than most children in the world. Um, they tend to begin reception class in the September following their fourth birthday. So if you have a summer-born child, your child will be pretty young when they start that reception mm. class. You do have the right to defer their admission. So, for example, if you've got a July baby, uh, you're worried about how they're going to cope with full-time mm -hmm. reception, um, you could ask to defer their admission until January or until Easter. Um, but bearing in mind that they then would have missed out on two and terms. So they're still going to have to move up with the class anyway. I'm afraid so, yes. Yeah. But then, you know, depending on individual circumstances, mm -hmm. the uh, ability is there at home to cater for that child's mm -hmm. needs. That could be an option mm -hmm. for parents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so we apply at that time. You find out, you get your letter um, by the 17th of April to tell you which school you have. So when you're applying for that, do you, uh, how do you apply for it? Do you go yes. online? or? Yes. Um, the easiest way to apply, to be honest, is online. If you go mm -hmm. to the Birmingham Admissions website right. from birmingham.gov.uk mm -hmm. and go online and apply. However, you can go to any public library mm -hmm. or to the schools themselves and pick up a paper form which then must be posted to Birmingham Admissions. In Birmingham, we have so many different types of schools now, um, community schools, voluntary-aided schools, we have academies and free schools, and, of course, at secondary level, grammar schools. Mm -hmm. But all applications for school admission to 
any of the schools in Birmingham must be given to the local authority. You may have an additional form to complete for the schools as well. Mm -hmm. The schools may want an additional form, so please check whether you need that. Mm. Um, On Birmingham admissions website you'll find a primary education booklet and a secondary education booklet and these can be picked up in paper form as well as I said from schools and libraries Mm -hmm. but you'll find them online even now if you have a look they're very large documents there's lots of schools and they essentially list all the primary schools in Birmingham and the secondary booklet lists all the secondary schools in Birmingham. So that's quite handy. Mm -hmm. And the booklet is very useful because it will give you information for each individual school and tell you what their admissions criteria is. For the vast majority of schools in Birmingham, the admissions criteria is that priority is given to children in care or who have a statement of special needs naming that school. These are obviously rare cases. Second priority is given to siblings of children at the school. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, to distance, okay. the closeness you live to the school. Mm-hmm. And the admissions booklet will tell you what the last distance was of admission last year. So I'm just looking right now at the secondary education booklet. Mm-hmm. And if I just skim down on the pages and randomly find a school. Yeah. Just, just moving down here because uh, going so a little bit slow. In front of you. Very good, <laughs> very organised. Well done. Paper is possibly easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My PDF document is slightly slow, but here we are. Yeah, I am on a school, and it is. Apologies, let me find it again. No problem. Right. You're pulling it up. That's what technology is. It's a bit slow always when you want it. Okay, I'm on Bartley Green School. It's now at the beginning of the alphabet. I'm at Bartley Green School, and it says that in 2012, the last child admitted to Bartley Green School lived 2.008 kilometres away. In 2013, the last child admitted lived 2.936 kilometres away. And in 2014, all applicants who named the school were admitted. So that's useful. Mm. Um, and you can look at each school and see their different criteria and mm-hmm. how close you'd really nev- need mm-hmm. to live to get a very good chance of getting into the school. Mm. Excellent. So that information is there about their criteria, what it is they, that the school wants. That, from the school perspective, how then would the parent make that choice? What else should the parents be looking for? Yes. I mean, obviously, we need to find out which schools are available to us. And Ooh. those are on the admissions booklet. Mm. Um, we can see that if a school is far away and we needed to live within a short distance, it's not mm. really available to us, unfortunately. Yeah. For example, right now, I'm looking at Bordesley Green Girls School, and I can see that in 2014, the last child admitted lived 0.785 kilometres. That's 785 metres from the school. So you'd need to live exceptionally close to many of our city schools Mm -hmm. to get a place there. Um, When looking for a school, if I just step back to primary, um, there are a number of places you can go for information. If it were me, the first thing I would probably do is have a look at the school website. Mm -hmm. All schools do have a website, Mm -hmm. and it's not something that tells you everything about the school. Mm It could be a brilliant Mm -hmm. school with a poor website, for example. Uh, But it's worth looking at, Mm -hmm. getting an idea of what the school is like, what its vision is like, what its ethos is like. Mm -hmm. And you can also then look on the Ofsted 
website. So Ofsted is the Office for Standards in Education and they inspect schools and certainly they may sometimes be complaints about the the fairness of just one or two inspectors going into a school Um, so as well as Ofsted you do need to use other criteria but I would look at the Ofsted report to see what they say Mm -hmm. and you can find them on ofsted.gov.uk click on find an inspection report you can Mm -hmm. type in your postcode and look at all schools within a certain radius of your Mm -hmm. house or of course if you're looking for a particular school just type in the school name you'll get their Ofsted report straight Mm -hmm. up the beginning of the Ofsted report will normally give you the school context it will tell you what the school is like for example Mm -hmm. what are the percentage of pupils on free school meals who attend this school Um, they'll usually give information about the ethnic breakdown generally of pupils at the school and then they'll go on to look at different areas of school life they'll look at the quality of education provided the attainment the quality of teaching they'll look at the quality of leadership and management and they'll look at the safety and safeguarding of children and behavior so four main areas that Ofsted will have a view on when you get to the Ofsted report on the right hand side there's a box and it says data dashboard and this I find even more useful (laughs) perhaps I just like figures facts and data (laughs) Um, so if you click on the data dashboard there are two tabs for primary school one will be for key stage one and one will be for key stage two in the British English education system it is actually slightly different in Scotland Mm -hmm. so in the English and Welsh education system we have foundation stage that is for children who are in nursery and reception Mm -hmm. as we used to know some Mm -hmm. schools are now calling that foundation one and foundation two Mm -hmm. then in year one they move up to key stage one that only lasts for two years at the end of year two they will take examinations tests uh, which are sats and they will be leveled by their teachers so they're not very heavy externally moderated tests but they're moderated within and schools and between schools and they will look at the levels that children are at at the end of key stage one most children when they take them in may year two will be seven although obviously your summer born children will not quite be seven yet Mm. then children move up to what we know as the juniors Mm -hmm. that's key stage two that's years three four five and six at the end of year six children take sats again in reading writing spelling punctuation and grammar that's all one test Mm -hmm. and mathematics and a small selection of schools might be chosen to do science sats as well and those are reported on in the data dashboard if you have a look at the data dashboard of a school it's quite clear visually it will have a little dotted line to show the national average Mm -hmm. and there'll be a block to show where that school is in terms of its reading writing and maths at key stage one when children are usually seven and key stage two when children are usually 11 and you'll be able to see how it's doing the expected level at the end of primary school is level 4b it's a level 4 
and to achieve higher than this for more able children is level five or even in a small percentage of cases level six mm-hmm. uh, just to complicate things these levels are changing from next year but oh. i'll leave it as that because that's what we've got in front of us in terms of the mm-hmm. data that we can read right we'll now. have to invite you back again next year then <laughs> we'll see change. what happens then. Yeah. Um, another place to get more detailed information is by going to google and typing typing in dfe performance tables the dfe is the department for education once you get to dfe performance tables you can look at all the schools in birmingham or just the schools in a radius of your house of one or five miles Mm -hmm. and it's great once you're able to navigate around that and see what the data is for each school. It will go down as far as to explain the financial data for each school, how much is spent per pupil, um, the percentage of absence, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and different progression for children. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, uh, perhaps that's easier for me to look at because... To be fair, I have a background in education, mm-hmm. but I think many lay parents would be able to look at that data mm-hmm. and understand mm-hmm. quite a bit of it mm-hmm. if they wanted to. Just before we continue on, Rebecca, may I should mention our phone number here in case parents would like to ring you and have a question that they'd um, about getting into, uh, getting a place in school or just going through the points that you've just made now. Um, maybe you need to. They would like to have that a bit of a deeper conversation with you, and they could ring the studio and now uh, on at the moment. And the studio number is double seven two double eight nine two so if you are at home wondering um kind of how how can i get my child in what should i do and you're just wondering and want to have a quick conversation with rebecca she is here with her laptop in front of her and has the internet on with all the schools open and she'll be able to give you the latest information. Um, so please do ring in on double seven two double eight nine two. We can also pick up emails uh, on studio at unityfm.net if you want to email in. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've looked at browsing online, school mm-hmm. website, Ofsted, data dashboard, DFE. And there's no substitute, though, for actually visiting the school. So really, we're making huge decisions here. Our children will go to school for five days a week um, for the majority of weeks in the year. And it's really important that it's the right place for them and they're happy there. So don't ever feel shy to ask questions, to research, to find things out, because you're making a pretty life-changing decision. Mm. Um, Most schools, well, all schools really have open days Mm. so if you're being admitted in the usual round and Mm. you're looking for open days uh, go to birmingham.gov.uk slash school admissions and Mm. there is a list of open days or look individually at the school websites or Mm -hmm. ring up the schools if you cannot find it Mm -hmm. to find out when their open day is Mm -hmm. if your child is being admitted in year the school should be able to arrange a time for you to come and look around the school good that's really good and that probably brings me back to the question I was then asking originally about the nurturing bits because we've arrived in the school now and you're met by this head teacher, deputy head teacher and you're probably maybe either alone, you might have a child in your arms, another child pulling out of you and you think, 
I want to go through this as quickly as possible. What should I be looking for? What questions should I be asking? How will you know that nurturing bit that you mentioned yes. earlier on, the important bit? That, how would parents know that? That's right. And questions might be different depending on your child, depending mm-hmm. on whether it's primary or secondary. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea to jot down some questions that you want That's to ask before idea. you go yeah. so you don't forget. It's really important That's to have really a little few notes on a pad with you. Mm. Um, I forgot to mention that most school websites will have the prospectus on as well Mm. and they can usually be picked up in a paper copy from the school so that's useful Mm. um it is it's not easy to make Mm. a judgment of Mm. a school even from the data i've given you or Mm. even from the open day um unfortunately sometimes it's once you're there (laughs) that Mm. you realize whether it's right or not Mm. it's not easy um but all we can do is our very best I would want to talk to other parents whose children go to that school Mm. who have had experience of it. And don't let one parent's view put you off. Mm -hmm. Everybody will have their own views. Mm -hmm. Um, Fifty parents might think the school is wonderful, but one might not like it. That's Mm -hmm. how things go. Mm. Um, But if you speak to a selection of parents and all of them are saying the same thing or have similar complaints, um, then that could raise alarm bells. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to be prescriptive in terms of which questions we ask because even looking at my five children, I'd ask different questions for Mm. each one. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I would look to see is that the school and the staff have empathy towards the needs of children. Mm. Um, And that the school meets your child's needs. Mm -hmm. If your child is very academic, Mm -hmm. I would want to look at the level fives that the children are getting, Mm -hmm. at the program which supports more able children, at how more able children are extended and challenged in that school to achieve their potential. Mm -hmm. Um, If your child is very sporty, I'd want to look at that provision, Mm -hmm. same with any other skills such as music. Mm -hmm. Um, If your child has special needs, Mm -hmm. then it's very important to look at how that school will provide for those special needs, Mm -hmm. to talk to the special needs coordinator within the school about how they would support your child to achieve their best. Um, And then again, facilities are not everything, Mm -hmm. um, but they could be looked at too. Yeah, that's a lot of, of information to to comprehend in the first half of the show. And would you believe the first half of the show is coming to an end already and we're going to be going to commercial break very soon? So there's a lot there to, to look at. Uh, maybe we could go back and revise some of those things again uh, in the second part of the show. But just the, if I can go over some of the things you mentioned, uh, the tips that parents should look at the website, the school website, the Ofsted report, the SATS report, the DFE performance tables and visit the school and that's where we were up at the visit the school which we will return to back to again inshallah after this commercial break so parents if you're listening and want to ring in please do so on double seven two double eight nine two inshallah <laughs> 